Welcome to The Future is Female Powerlifting, a show where women of all strengths can explore the world of female powerlifting. I am your host, Heidi Donnell, a 60-kilo powerlifting gym owner, and each episode we bring you an inspiring interview or message to help you unlock your true inner strength potential. Thanks for tuning in. Aloha, my beautiful friends, and welcome back to episode 29. And we are doing it big. We are closing in on this summer. Uh, my kids have already started school. And I know that all of you start, I mean, you know, when I went to school, we started at the end of August, but not here in Alabama. In Alabama, we started in the beginning, but we do end earlier too, which is kind of cool. So anyways, I'm still keeping these, um, these uh, episodes coming every week. We will be having one every week until, my goodness, till I can't handle it anymore. At least for the uh, the month of August, I'm loving it. We have wonderful, wonderful interviews lined up. We also have a Q&A coming in next week where all of you called in or sent me your questions to be answered on the podcast. So if you haven't heard, tune into our Instagram. I dropped a post where I said, you guys can all be a part of the Q&A and I'd love for you to tell me your question. So you're going to send me a voice message or some sort of voice memo to core to us, to coach at core two, five, six, my goodness, to coach at core two, five, six.com. And let me know what your question is. We've gotten a few, um, really good questions and we're going to be posting that next week. But for this week on episode 29, we have Kelsey motherfucking Horton. Kelsey Horton is I mean, at the end of this episode, she and I were just dying laughing. So much fun, great personality, extremely humble and down to earth. You know, it's something you just don't know what to expect when you meet somebody who has been on TV. And if you don't know that Kelsey was on the Titan Games, her and Charity Witt were, uh, you know, former um, contestants. They were both the powerlifters in the group and they were representing us female powerlifters out there, which was amazing. Um, Kelsey's known for, you know, having these amazing quads. I mean, I swear she's got like 40 inch quads. These quads are amazing. And she's actually gearing up for a bodybuilding show and a uh, couple powerlifting meets. And we go over that. So in this episode, she and I really talk about so many different things, how she got to the Titan Games, how that even, you know, came about. She also goes over some of the charities that she's going to be doing. So she is a new chairman for South Dakota. And to kick off her next meet, she's going to be doing a meet called Crush It for Kids. And this is in dedication to her cousin's daughter who passed from childhood cancer. And we talk a little bit about this cause that is dear to her heart and how um, how that has been coming about how Ana Perez has been a part of the design and moving forward, how that's helped her uh, take the vision a little further. So please stay tuned. It's been, it was a wonderful episode finishing up with her. What the hell was I thinking, which I thought was hilarious. And you'll get to hear more about that. And this week on our iTunes reviews, I want to give a shout out to Miss Shodi, Miss Shodi Casto. I connected with her also on Instagram. So Shodi, Thank you very much. I, I feel like I, I know it's shorty, but I feel like saying shouty. I don't know. It's that ghetto side of me. Anyways, <laughs> Shouty said, absolutely love it. My favorite podcast right now. It's not just about powerlifting, but about life. It's hilarious, serious, real, empowering, and relatable for me. 
Thank you, Heidi. I am wrapping up my first year as a competitor and feeling a mess. I've been down and depressed for not going to nationals, even though I had a qualifying total. I love hearing all the amazing women in the sport and how it has helped. Hearing how they've all struggled with something and how they've adapted and overcome so much using physical strength to battle mental things. It reminds me of how much I've been through and how lifting helped me. Thanks again for showing me that I'm not alone. And I think that... You know, that is the the number one I he- thing I hear from everybody who listens is that through these stories um, and through the women that have been able to be on the show, we we find so many similarities and so many things that connect us. And you, we would never know that the, that these stories connected us. And even though maybe we haven't been through the same sort of problems or the same sort of adversities we all still feel connected in some way because that adversity we felt in our own way. So thank you for sharing your feelings, sharing this review, and thank you all for sharing every episode, sharing the podcast, your friends, taking screenshots. You know, I freaking love that. And I repost that shit all the time. Um, I also want to give a real thanks to all you ladies who are buying t-shirts and tank tops and everything that, and that does support the show. You know, we don't have any sponsors except for my gym and the, which is really myself. Um, so those little things help. Um, I'm able to make the show a little bit more, um, broad. I'm also going to be able to travel and do some massive interviews at different meets where I have some collaborations with some big name ladies in the mix. I'm so excited, guys. For the next year, it's going to be amazing. And that is all due to you all sharing and, you know, really being a part of this community and supporting me just as much as I hope I'm supporting you. And this episode is brought to you by Core Strength and Performance, my gym out in Huntsville, Alabama, where we live each day stronger. So our motto is live through strength because we get you leaner, we get you stronger, we get you more powerful through strength training. And if it's something that you are interested in, we are now offering some online programming as well as in-person powerlifting. Hit us up core256.com and if you'd like to support the show and pick up a tank top which let me tell you they're pretty badass looking you see all the ladies it's a nice little racer back and it's snug and it's not too snug where you're like okay it's a little too tight on the you know on the fatas but no it ain't it ain't too snug we also offer unisex sizes so you know more that men's cut as well as a female cut so kind of just depends on what you're looking for and i think um actually my printer has put up some uh, hoodies, t-shirt hoodies are super cute. I have it coming in the mail right now, so I haven't tried it on, but when I do, I'll put it on and tag y'all in it. But if you want to support the show and pick something up, go to core256.com, press shop, and pick something up. Now let's get into it with Kelsey. Yeah, that's okay. So you have a boy and a girl? Yeah, my youngest is a boy. Oh my gosh, he's wild. <laughs> I've seen the picture of you guys posing together. So he was in front of the mirror and you were doing like a, you know, like a figure side pose. Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> so cute. He's ridiculous. Well, he knows when I'm taking progress pictures. I don't try to like lock the door on him, but like every time I do that, he comes in like photo bombs me. <laughs> like just get like right up in the camera. And I'm like, no, like get out of here. <laughs> oh yeah. That's my kid. Like she always is like the life of the party kind of thing. And she's, yeah. If I walk around with a bikini, she knows something's up. Like what's going on? <laughs> Why you mom's gonna throw down some selfies yeah. i better see what's going on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so get out of here dude i'm like i'm always pushing her head away like she's always trying to be in the mix but it's i know i know kids are just crazy like that like i 
have, have I, I, are you going to plan to have more? No, we're, we're, we're closed down shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I feel you. I, somebody asked me that and they're like, are you, cause I have three girls and they're like, are you going to have a boy? I was like, no, <laughs> history repeats. Like I'm going to have like, another girl. Are you going to try for that boy? Or are yeah. you going to try for that girl? Yeah. It's like, you no, know, who's no. So, <laughs> people are so weird when, when they ask you about like child rearing and yeah. if you're going to be squeezing more out, it's so weird. It is weird. Right. I don't know why that's so yeah. socially accepted to talk about in that way. I don't yeah, know. It is an awkward conversation that I have all the time. Like, no, I'm approaching 40. <laughs> My yeah, friends are grandparents. Yeah. I have I have friends that are grandparents. Like, they had kids hella young, and their kids had, hella, you know, really young. I'm all, you're right. a fucking grandpa, and we're the same age, dude. We're not even 40 not yet. That's wild. That's crazy. Yes. That is wild. It's too crazy for me. I don't, I don't even want to be dealing with all that. But this is kind of it. If you haven't noticed, this is kind of like how we roll with, with the podcast. It's nothing. I like it to be just very conversational and like, Uh I I like to talk about your life. And I think it's so interesting the way, you know, things kind of went for you. And I, I, you know, I didn't know that you had, that you had, you know, kind of lost all this weight, you know, that you kind of went this path of, I think a lot of us have the same thing where you're overweight and then you try to do something and then you lose a lot of weight (laughs) and then you're like, maybe not happy with the way you look still. And so you decide, all right, I'm going to, you know, try something else. And so that's kind of the path you took, correct? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's the anthem of a lot of women. We don't maybe just don't necessarily know any better. So we think like restrictive calories, hours and hours of cardio. Um, And then we find something else. And for for me, that of course, that was the iron. And it, it taught me more about my body than dieting and killing myself on the treadmill ever, ever could. So how did that roll up, you know, come for you? So were you doing like cardio and all that kind of stuff first and changing your diet? And then you, what, like, did you find bodybuilding.com? Like I did. (laughs) Like Yeah. Well, what had happened was we moved to New Mexico. My husband got an engineering job down there Okay. and a guy that I used to run college track with got a job in that same area. And I was like, look, I'm sick of cardio. I know you lift. Can I tag along and see what this is all about? He inspired me to do a powerlifting competition, and oh the rest gosh. is kind of history. That was like March of 2012, 2013. So wow! It's... So you did powerlifting like right from the get go. Yeah, yeah. Wow, about that's that crazy. <laughs> so what was your yeah. experience like? Were you tripping out? Like, so you started just like lifting with him and training with him, and how did that feel for you? Were you just like, this is amazing? It was pretty awesome, especially when I started, you know, like breaking through that 100 pound bench. Like I was stuck below 100 pounds for forever. And I was like feeling like such a weakling. Like, how can I not push, you know, 100 pounds? So, you know, you set up these little milestones like, okay, after the 100 pounds, it's the plate on each side. Like, when can I get that plate on each side? And then you just you get addicted to it almost like what else can I do? What else is this body capable of? So at first it was a little daunting because I didn't really know my way around a gym. But yeah. I wasn't alone. You know, he took me under his wing and showed me the ropes. I feel for those women who are out there on their own, just trying to do the gym by themselves and yeah. not really know what's going on. And I think that's so awesome and so brave. But luckily, I, I had someone to show me the ropes. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's funny you say that because um, this past weekend, I was at an SBF meet, um, a local one at, at a Vortex. It's a great gym. And um, there was a young lady who, who bombed out. And you know, when you see, when you see that happen, you know, your heart just like, Oh my gosh. Goes Even hearing it. Yes. Like, Oh, and first meet bombed out. 
looks like she's young, right? So then we see her and I'm watching her warm up and I'm, I'm watching her take her, her warm ups. And I can see that, you know, she probably has never warmed up for me. I didn't know it was her first meet, but I was kind of watching the struggle at, yeah. with the warm ups. And I was like, okay, <clears throat> this, I'm just keeping an eye out, you know? So when she bombed out, she didn't even understand, like, she didn't really understand, like, once you bomb out, that's it. And USPA, they, you know, it's up to the meet director, but, you know, sometimes they let you continue on and you can, you know, you, you won't count for anything, but you can continue on. But with them, they didn't. So they didn't, they don't allow mm -hmm. that. Um, which a total side note, what they do allow, which I thought was interesting. If you want to pay a crossover fee, you can do a push pull and you can still be in it. So if you oh, bomb just like out, right there at the last minute, yes. like I bombed out, but I want to do this real quick. Yes. Which I thought was oh. a great idea. So they yeah. could still be in it. They just do a push pull. Um, they pay whatever the crossover fee is and then they can still be in it. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I, I mean, I would, yeah. I mean, people would still feel motivated to keep going. It would be for great, sure. great for the company. You still get a, you know, get another payment, you know, you make money still, Absolutely. but she, uh, she didn't, I don't think they offered, I don't, I'm not even sure, but I had walked outside and, and I saw her out there with her family and I, I spoke to her and I was just like, Hey, you know, it, it happens, you know, it happens to the best of us. And, um, I hope. I, you know, when I see women powerlifting and going out there and you look young, I, I, I hope this doesn't discourage you from continuing on um, because that would be a shame. And then her mom goes on to say that she taught herself. She read like oh. a manual. She read, you know, yeah. some books and like really totally just taught herself to powerlift. Um, yeah. I know. And I was like, awesome, awesome right? <laughs> I was like, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like not only did you teach yourself, but you went, you went and you competed by yourself you know right. you, you brought yeah. your family you did all this and i am like i was really impressed and i was like you know i i hope you come back and i hope that you know you take this and roll with it and learn and come back and compete again she you know we had a nice little meeting but i thought that was super impressive right i mean that because is. i don't i don't think i would have done that no for sure mm -mm. i would have been scared like i would have been too scared you know <laughs> that's the truth i would have been like no i don't want to make an ass of myself but I mean, exactly. She, yeah. She did a good job. And I was, I was kind of like, wow, kudos to you, dude. Because to me, I don't, I don't know a lot of women that would do that. And she was young. She was in college. Oh, good for her. That's I, awesome though. I know. I know. So, so with you, so you started powerlifting. When did you start your first meet? Was it shortly after, after you started? Yeah, it was about, uh, I'd say like five to six months after starting to train for it. So you know, we didn't want to go and dry necessarily, but, you know, wanted to get a little bit of, yeah. you know, experience under my belt and try to build up my base a little bit, but. What were your first lifts? <laughs> well, I think, um, I squatted less than 200 pounds. Okay. My bench was not even a hundred pounds. I think it was like 86, whatever the kilo equivalent would have been. Yeah. And then deadlift was under 300 pounds. Oh my so. gosh. And what are you at now? Um, my best competition lifts squat is 396 bench is, uh, 190 something. I, I never know the kilo equivalent, yeah. so like almost 200, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then, um, deadlift is 440 and then oh, in the meet. So was that, was that boss yeah. bosses? That was at, um, a USPA meet in Colorado I did last April. Okay. So I'm hoping to do at least that or better when I do boss of bosses in August. Oh my goodness. Those numbers are legit, dude. So that everybody listening, you heard where she started and you heard where she's ended up and it, and it does take time to chip oh, away. Absolutely. Yeah. Better part of a decade. I mean, honestly that, yeah, 2013, it's yeah. 2019 now. So yeah, six, seven years of just grinding, grinding yeah. away at it. And then another 
child in between the mix. So of course that kind of halted the gains just a little bit, but yeah, totally. That's what happened to me. I was, um, so I started, you know, whatever on my weight loss journey. And then I was like, I'm going to compete in figure. And then I got really lean. I was like, I do not have enough muscle for figure. I'm going (laughs) to compete in bikini. You know, it's like, Oh shit, all that fat. Really? I thought I'd have more muscle, but really I didn't (laughs) (laughs) when it all, you know, you cut it all down. You're like, Oh, that's a, a, that breaks my heart, but it is what it is. And then I, I competed and then I went to powerlifting and then, and then I went back to figure for a couple years. And then I was burnt out. And then I, my husband would been telling me like forever, let's have another, let's have a kid, you know, have a kid. So then that's where we had Kaimana. And then I went back into powerlifting. I was just like, no, I'm not going to go back to bodybuilding. I just really was like, I'm done with it. You know, I, I I enjoy bodybuilding so much though. I love the environment. I love being on stage. I love all the aspects of all that, but I was like, don't love the diet. (laughs) Oh, for sure. That's, that and the posing, I think, has been the hardest part of me prepping for this figure show I'm doing in October. It's like, I want to eat that, don't Like, I yeah. see it. I want to eat it. It's right, right there. And, of course, like, I don't want to, like, bring everyone in my family down with me. So when the kids want to go get ice cream, I'm just like, all right, well, I'll just get a glass of water then. Oh, my like- God. Yeah, story <laughs> of my life. Like, kids' birthdays, I would make all that crap. And, and I used to stay home. So even more so, I was like, well, I'm going to make the cake. I'm going to make this food. And, you know, in Hawaii, we do like a lot of food. So it's like, we don't just do pizza. We do a lot of food. So I used to cook all this stuff and live vicariously through everybody eating it. And it was just like torturous for me. But I almost like, like, I, I don't know why I just kept doing it. Like my Pinterest, if you look at my, my pins, like all my (laughs) folders, it's like, you could see there was an obsession. Like, I don't even look at those recipes anymore, but it was so. It was so like it consumed me. I was like, oh, fucking s'mores cupcake (laughs) that opens up into like a lava cake. I I need to have that pinned, you know, like it's so stupid. Am I ever going to make it? No, probably not. But it looks really good. It looks really good. So I could just scroll through that. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So your show's Uh, in October. Where's it at? It's in uh, Colorado. So I I live in a pretty rural part of the Midwest where there's not a lot going on. So typically, like for powerlifting meets or, you know, this figure show, you have to travel out a little bit. So Denver is about six hours from where I'm at. So six hours. That's legit. That's that's far enough. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, people in the Midwest would be like, oh, it's it's a pretty short six hour drive. Like that's that's just kind of how because we, you know, like the whole state of South Dakota is like from one side to the other is like an eight hour drive. Like yeah, it's a pretty, crazy. pretty big, vast open area. Okay. So South Dakota, soda or pop? I've, I've heard both, but I say soda. Okay. See, and, and you say it like a South Dakota person. You say soda. Like Sarah Palin. <laughs> Not as much. It's very slight, but you do say soda. <laughs> so, I know. It's like the long O's. I don't know. I get heck for it like all the time. Do you, like, I love hey. it. I, I am who it. I am. Yes, I love it. But it's to me that makes it unique. Like I live in the, I live in Alabama. And so the accent is like really Southern here. And I, I, I just enjoy it so much. And I was actually talking to my coworkers and he has such a draw. Like his, his accent is so awesome. And I could just sit there. I'm all, I just like how you say things like, they, right, right, right. like we just write some things out for you to say for me, yes, please. Yes. I'm like, well, <laughs> I, I figured now it, once I'm like enough, I've lived in Alabama enough. I've, I'm saying things like fixing to 
Like I'm fixing to go downstairs or, you know, I was I'm like reckon. fixing to, yeah, right. I'm wrecking. Like I, they don't say that. They say fixing. I was like, that's a cool word. I like that one. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. It's like the vernacular in different areas just like it blows my mind. Cause you can even go like even further north to like North Dakota where like the border of Canada is. Oh, and then here just like totally different phrases. And you're just like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like you are so, you are so North Dakota and like I don't even know what you're saying. That's so you know? funny. Okay. Now I heard this is a stereotype, but now maybe you can answer it for me. Vikings or Packers? Oh, I don't like either. Okay, I, so it's okay. not a stereotype. Okay, good. <laughs> like I, I kind of am a, a Chicago Bears fan by default because that was my dad's team. Right. Oh, so okay. kind of like adopt the family family yes. like team so like yankees too like i don't yeah. like the minnesota twins i was a, always grown up to love the yankees right. like my dad told me yankee stories instead of bedtime stories yeah. and tell me about like joe dimaggio and you know stuff oh like that gosh, so no i'm way. used to That's that awesome <laughs> yeah. that is yeah. so funny he'd tell you baseball stories yeah he's like you don't need to hear about those fairy tales we're gonna talk about yogi bear tonight i'm like all right let's talk about oh, yogi that's so cool I, you know, I'm trying to think my dad never did that, but my brothers were big on like educating me on different kind of, I, it's only because they wanted to talk about it. Not because they felt like I needed some lesson, but they was like, right, it's just right here. Yeah, no I, one else listened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did. But it was funny because I heard that that is a stereotype. If you live in North Dakota, South Dakota, that you guys don't have any like major teams. So everybody either likes the Packers right. or the Vikings, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And that that is true for some. Like they'll be like, no, Vikings, like all the way. But like for me personally, no. I mean, in NFL, I'm not like a huge football enthusiast, anyways. Like I'll watch the Super Bowl because it's a place to go eat and drink and yeah. socialize yeah, and watch right. commercials. But right. That's kind of where it ends for yeah. me, to be honest. Like, <laughs> the commercials are so much more interesting now than the actual. But they are. You know, it's so weird. Yeah. I think it's funny. Like, I'm like, they're just great. Especially this last year, it was like, like a hundred percent defense, like no, like hardly any touchdowns. It was just very boring to watch. Yeah. Anticlimactic yeah. in the very sense of the way. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of sad, you know, cause a win's a win, but you know, it's, it also needs to be somewhat entertaining, you know? Yeah. Um, By what means, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. even like MMA <laughs> fights, you know, like. You know, you can, you can take it all the way. You can tire them out in the fifth round, you know, but what we want to see is a five second knockout. Like, you know, that just happened, you know, yeah. things, that's exciting. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what right. entertainment's about, but you know, that's, that's so funny. So, okay. So how did the Titan games come about? Cause I know that you had some sort of, um, somebody, they scouted you on Instagram. Is that how it happened? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I never thought like the gram would be, would be so giving back besides yeah. criticism and trolls. Oh. But here I had this DM one day and it was from a casting producer. And he said, Hey, I was just scamming your profile. I uh, wanted to know if you were interested in applying for this show. And then he gave me a little information about it. I don't have cable. I didn't see any of the commercials for it. I thought it was like completely fake. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like this is a guy probably actually wants to buy like my bath water or something. Yeah. <laughs> Send nudes. But, I know. Bob and badges. Bob and badges. <laughs> but I looked into it and I was like, okay, like this looks pretty legit. So I was filled out the application. The next step was like a Skype interview. So we did the Skype interview and he's like, now tell me again, you're a nurse, right? I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's perfect. Okay. You're like exactly what we're looking for. And I was like, well, fair enough. So, um, they called me back to do a combine in July. Huh. Uh, 
they wanted to see us in action to make sure we weren't catfishing them, I think. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, make like, sure who we no, were. No, baby, yeah. these quads are real. <laughs> these are real, yeah. <laughs> and um, they let us know shortly thereafter that we were on the show. So it was kind of like a whirlwind. It went really wow. kind of fast. But sometimes it, it seemed like it, it, it dragged on because I was like waiting for that. Did I make it? Did I not? Did I make it? Did I not? Yeah, Can I move yeah. on? Like, Can I not? You know? Yeah. I've never done anything like that, applied for anything like that. That never. is so crazy. Well, it yeah. was a great one. I mean, that those, I love the show for one. I think that it's awesome that they elicit, you know, power lifters, crossfitters, you know, it, it's not, I, I mean, they're real athletes, you know, and I, I thought that right. that was awesome. And you were pulling the shit out of that, that <laughs> chain. I mean, for everybody listening, you got to watch her on the Titan Games. So she was featured on the Titan Games, and she's pulling the shit out of this thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was just getting tired watching, even climbing after the pulling that. Yes. I would feel so like exhausted. a teenage boy with that forearm. <laughs> like, oh right, God. left, right. <laughs> Those things, I mean, it looks it looks really hard. And I, I think it's funny because, like, when um, – <clears throat> Um, when they had you guys climbing, like, I was like, oh, she's going to get it. She's going to get it. And then it's like, climbing is very hard, like, especially on a chain. How was that experience for you when you were going through it? It was, well, at first I was behind, you know, getting my little structure to raise up. Um, so I was like, Kels, you got to kick it in. So I'm like, just digging deep trying to, and it started out like really easy to pull and then the more it raised the harder it was to oh, pull. I didn't even think about that right because it's going to get heavier because the thing is raising up yeah, yeah so for those so... of you listening she's pulling it and it's like a chain circle almost yeah. like and so as she pulls it it raises the chain up but it okay I didn't even think about that it would get heavier of course because it's higher yeah up. so it was just oh and I mean like your, your adrenaline's like carrying you through a little bit but yeah then when I finally saw my little door go down and I saw that Jackie was still on the ground I thought okay like this is the time you make up for it go bitch go (laughs) (laughs) I was like Dwayne's watching you like you can't let him down it's the fucking rock dude (laughs) he's watching you so I mean I I sure gave it all that I had I it was was so close it was really close that was okay so like after it okay so I obviously knew the outcome like in in September that's when it was filmed right. so my um episode didn't premiere until like the the middle of February I can't even remember when oh my, my episode gosh, was. are you kidding me that further out yeah so it was like it was like a late winter early spring that it actually premiered and um so I could finally like you know bury and repress my feelings inside about losing and then you know kind of to have to relive it all again and then like the next like week at work I'd like run into people that are like you were so close and I'm like I don't know you. like even my daughter when she watched it she was like mom you actually could have probably won that yeah. <laughs> thank you but I didn't thanks number one fan <laughs> sorry I'm such a disappointing mother yeah <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I was talking to, um, I was talking to Quadzilla. I don't know if you know who it is, Karina. And she was, we were talking about peeing and stuff when you're live. And speaking of disappointing mothers, she had said that she finished the lift. I think she was deadlifting and she finished the lift and her, her son goes, mom, you peed everywhere and you got three red lights. <laughs> She's like, oh, son, like it's disappointing. 
the sauna on you, sauna on yes. the couch. She's like, come on, bud. Like, sorry, I know. sorry, but wow, I know. It was like, you know, do I regret like not winning? You know, that wasn't even the hardest part for me. The hardest part was like not a longer embrace with the rock, like until uh. security dragged me away from him. Like uh, <laughs> that's my she... one regret from the show that I didn't like or cop a feel like in the posterior area. I'm like, I don't even think I was like right in front of my husband in the audience when I was hugging him. I don't even think he would have been mad. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably like I'd do the same. <laughs> Let me know how hard it is. <laughs> right, is there rock hard? So. It would be kind of funny if you did do it and they panned your husband and he's clapping and then it's like a stop of the clap, you know, because they always pan to the, the family members. <laughs> no, but that is my one regret. Not a longer embrace with The Rock. That's so. cool. So, so overall, you thought the experience was cool? It was a lot. It was a lot of fun. I think the coolest part was just meeting so many like-minded individuals. Like, right. I mean, talking even people that had like tried out for the Olympics that had played you know, NFL football, been to their CrossFit games, like people who did, you know, different sports that I didn't even know existed, like uh, lumberjack sports, never even knew that was a thing. And is that? Yeah. So just, you know, chopping away wood, you know, fast though and sawing. (laughs) Okay. I'm laughing right now and I'm trying not to laugh, but that sounds crazy. Somebody, so you just chop as fast as you can. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, I love this sport. Erin. Erin was her name. She's the Lumber Jill on Instagram. She's actually sponsored by Killcliff, and she was our Lumberjack uh, competitor, and she is a beast. Like she is from, yeah, she's from, like, the Seattle, Washington area, I believe, and she does CrossFit and stuff like that, too, but she can just hammer out some wood like you would not even believe. Like, that it's so cool crazy. to watch her stuff. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, now I'm going to have to look her up. Lumberjacking? The, the lumber Jill, the lumber Jill on Instagram. The I'm going to write that down. The She's so Jill. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, on the radio, I heard, um, they have the duck calling competition, which I should what? have known <laughs> that that's the thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> so we were pulling into the gym, my husband and I, and they're like, are you ready for the duck calling competition? Calling everybody. In it. And you know, it was like a commercial for it. And we like slowly looked at each other. Did they say the duck calling competition? Did you hear that right? Yes. So I I don't know. I, I mean, do you use a vice? Do you use your own mouth? Do you use like appliances? Like what are the rules? I don't know. I know. Rules. I need to look this up because I need to feel satisfied <laughs> on what this actually means. Can I enter? Do I have to qualify? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm tempted to just watch just because I'm probably going to be impressed. Right. I, yeah, there's, I know stuff like that just sounds silly. Or like when you see like uh, the rock, paper, scissors championship on like ESPN. What? You're like, Are you kidding me? I've never heard of that one. <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. You're joking. On ESPN? No, I swear I've seen it. I swear I've seen it. Or like those slapping competitions oh, where yeah. people just step up and just slap the shit out of each I know. other. I'm like, that one. Okay, on that? that one I can see, but the rock, paper, scissors, that one's kind of like, what the fuck? The, the slapping one, that one is just crazy i mean yeah. the, they i mean i seen guys go stiff just pot and then just stiffen up and they like slowly fall backwards stiff. it's crazy like Pesha going down i think there's nothing more emasculating than being smacked open palm slapped oh, by another man you know what i mean like 
<laughs> I'd rather, if I was a man, I'd rather be socked, but to be open palm slapped. Just to... oh, I know it just to, yeah, that yeah. is, it's such, yeah, it, I agree. They have I'm some big you. dudes doing it too. I, I see those guys doing it. I mean, I mean, they look like 300 pounds, just yeah, massive arms, just whacking so hard. I, I don't know. I just, that's just crazy to me. I don't even think, I don't know how I'd. I'd love to watch it. I'm just going to put that out there. Anybody wants right. to go. I know. I just, I always catch like those little glimpses on like your Instagram yes. feed, you know, when you're just like scrolling mindlessly and you're like, whoa, 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 what the hell's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, then I, see, and then I know what I'm looking at because that always like that will pop up. Then it'll be like some jujitsu crazy stuff. And then it'll be some like <laughs> back kick. And I'm like, what have I been searching lately that that's been coming I, up all the time? <laughs> oh, I know. The worst is like whenever I'm like looking for like maybe like a vegan recipe or something like oh. that. Or just look, I'm, I'm not vegan, but I always like to just kind of see what's out there. Yep. And then you get all the animal abuse things. And I'm like, no. no. <laughs> You're like, I like, I like guns. <laughs> I can't. My emotions can't handle yeah. this tonight. My daughter just told me she hated me. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> Damn, damn Instagram. No, just gosh. Ugh, well, I, I actually had smart. A, yeah, well, I was looking at a phone to buy a phone on the computer, and then I get a text message an hour later saying, Hey, you interested mm-hmm. in that iPhone XR? This is Adam from Verizon. I was like, these motherfuckers. Because I put it in my cart, but I was like, dude, you texted me. It wasn't even like an email. You straight texted me. Like, I'm probably charged for that text from you guys, you know? Right, right. I did not agree to that. Yes. Stop. (laughs) I'm pressing stop. So stop it. (laughs) So so I know you're going to be doing, uh, I want, I want, I want you to talk about this, the crush it for kids. And I know you're doing a meet in September and I saw that you were, and I totally 100% know where you're coming from, where you're like, I want to share why I've been posting more of my codes, been trying to raise Mm -hmm. money and this kind of thing. And I, I thought that was amazing that you even said that because I think sometimes we forget, you know, as right. a, as a competitor, you just compete. So you don't really understand what goes into actually throwing a meet. Um, oh, yeah. It's so crazy. So maybe you can talk a little bit about what the meet is about and how that's been going for you. Yeah, right. So we had our first USPA meet in South Dakota back in uh, first part of June. Squat to Depth helped us put it on. Otherwise, USP has not been to South Dakota. And I was like, you know, it's one of my favorite federations to compete in. So I was trying to kind of get things changed so yeah. that it would. Next thing I know, Steve Dennison's like, hey, you want to be state chair? And I was like, well, why the fuck not? You know, right. like, hell yeah. <laughs> so um, then I kind of thought, well, all right, we need to, what, what do I, what do I really want to do with this position? Right. What do I really want to do as a meet director? Like I have so much to be thankful for already. I was never trying to like hustle on the gram and I'm not disrespecting anyone who is because everyone's got to do what they've got to do. But I just thought, what if I could give back some way, you know, instead of pocketing the money. So um, my cousin's little girl, Cameron passed away a couple of years ago from a brain tumor. And um, her mom, Christy started Cameron cares and is just giving her daughter this beautiful memorial by helping other kids, yeah. by bringing a little bit of joy to their life. So, yeah, I thought, so some bags of candy and things like that. You're kind of goodies. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, you know, just something to kind of brighten, brighten their day, yeah. you know, help them with this extremely large battle. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's, a, it's an organization that's dear to my heart. I mean, childhood cancer awareness is so important and it's 
almost a, a little bit overshadowed by, I think, breast cancer awareness because it's like, boom, right in October after yep. it. Um, not saying one cancer is worse than the other at right. all, but I'm saying I don't think people realize that there's so little funding that actually goes into research for pediatric cancer. It's so crazy how little amount goes in, in comparison to adult. Absolutely. And it's um, not as survivable as a lot yeah. of the other cancers out there. So just bringing more awareness to childhood cancer, um, that yes, it happens. And, you know, to these kids who have hardly had a chance to live their lives. Yeah. So, so I guess going back to the meat, crush it for the kids. Um, it's, it's been interesting. It's been a labor of love. Um, I was lucky enough to find some, uh, discounted competition equipment. Oh, so, nice. and the people that are selling it to me were actually former meat directors in Montana that wow. are kind of getting out of the game. So they gave it to me at a good discount wow. and now I'm just trying to, trying to pay it off as quickly as possible, yep. um, without having to take from like my family's fund. Yeah. You know, we have two kids that are, you know, going to be starting school in the fall. They both go to a, a private school. So tuition is pretty, pretty steep. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so I'm just trying to find different ways to raise the money for the equipment. And then for, of course, the meat so that we can maximize the amount of money we can give to Cameron cares. That's wonderful. And I think that that is a very overlooked thing. Um, the amount of money that needs to go, the capital you need to have in order to throw a good event. So people are always like, well, you'll make money, but yeah, you need money. Right. First. Yeah. You got to start on the positive side. <laughs> you need to have the positive side. You possibly could not make money, which is a very good, I mean, that can happen if it's not organized well, or mm -hmm. if the, the venue is too expensive, you don't have enough spectators, you know, depending on how you run it. Right. But, I think people forget that. Like, yeah, dude, you, you got to shed your own money because you got to reserve for this place. You got to reserve for whatever. You got to make deals with the hotels if that's possible. You got to have, you know, vendors if you want to vendors and go that route. Um, but to me, that's, I think, I think that more of that needs to happen and less, and I don't know if anybody even does this, but less like, oh, you're, you're not, you know, doing it all for free. I don't know if people expect that but I, I feel like a lot of the sport is free you know there's a lot of things that are already free and people right. do need to cover costs for things and I don't think that's too much to ask you know and I yep. I, I totally I and yours is I mean this is a great cause and that could be just the first you know probably the inaugural uh competition I mean there's so many and and then you have people you gotta you know you're gonna have refs um oh my gosh then you need to get more refs in your area too then right Right. So as of now, there are two certified okay. referees, myself and my training partner. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. <laughs> so that's it in the state of South Dakota. We have a couple others taking their um, exams to hopefully do the practical at this meet. Um, Cause we have some uh, national referees that will be able to administer the practical. And then Wonderful. hopefully after the meet, we'll have at least four. Yeah refs in the area, which will be huge, you know, cause that, you know, of course you want to pay your referees when they come down, you want to pay for yep. them to stay in hotels and their yep. gas mileage reimbursement, whatever the case may be. And yep. not cheap either. Yeah. So, and I, I think uh, like if it was the beginning like that and you know, I, like for me, I do a lot of stuff just out of the love, like, mm -hmm. I, you know, like if I was in the local area, I would be like, listen, you don't have to pay me. I'll just come and show up and help. I think even if you were to ask that, I'm sure some people would be like, yeah, it's cool. Let's, you know, like that's my giving back. Um, wow. That's crazy. So four, so like in our area, 
our meat director holds them. I mean, I think he holds like one a month. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he is a full-time firefighter and he has a gym too. Like he's just crazy. But his wife mans the computer. Ashley, she's awesome. Um, and now we've got a ton of ton of refs. We didn't have a lot before, but now we have a ton. So we it's like, all right, we have so many, we have to rotate them out. But right. I but I think once you get that ball rolling, people are gonna want it. I mean, so what's what federation is really big in your area? Or is powerlifting even not that big in that area? There is USAPL, but they alternate um, areas of South Dakota. So South Dakota split up into East River, West River. I've heard um, this. Yeah. East so, of the river um, or West of the river, right? Yeah. This little rivalry. Yeah. But, that's, um, that's so funny. Stereotype. So that, that is a stereotype. That is true then. It's <laughs> true. There's some rivalry East to the West. Yeah. Um, but they alter USAPL alternates East river, East river, West river. Um, and they probably only put on like maybe two beats a year. Oh, wow. Um, there's also the APF that okay. is um, kind of smack dab in the middle of South Dakota and Chamberlain, which is kind of the halfway point between the rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and they, they do, uh, they do, I think two meets a year. So it's, you know, and I, I think, um, I don't know. US, USPA has always been a federation kind of dear to my heart because it was the federation I competed with after my son was born, my mm-hmm. comeback meet. So yeah. I kind of have a special place in my heart for it. And not that, you know, of course, there's so much politics and powerlifting, it seems yeah. like. So yeah. I just want to get more meets to our area, yeah. whether it's a non sanctioned, like come and just slam down a deadlift right. and we'll have some fun together. Yeah. Or whether, you know, whatever the case may be, like if APF wanted to come to, to my little area, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like I'm just more, more about getting barbells into more hands. Yes. Having more people feel that empowerment of the platform, however I can, by any means necessary. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, we actually, speaking of childhood cancer, we we team up every November um, with Power Athlete. Have you heard of Power Athlete? They they are um, a company. They used to be CrossFit football. So cross, okay. CrossFit football, you know, they have CrossFit, they have CrossFit um, conjugate, they have all different, air, they have uh, specializations, I guess you call them. So they okay. had CrossFit football that was geared towards football players who still wanted to do CrossFit style of training. Um, mm-hmm. They ended up branching off into their own thing called power athletes. So it's very much um, like the name implies it's a power athlete. So you do, it's a great, great um, methodology. So we're associated with them. My husband is really closely associated with them. He's coaching with them. Um, and they do something called Wade's army. And so the founder, uh, John Wellborn, his, wife's really good friend had twins. Now, John also has twins. They were the same age. One of the twins, her friend's twins developed neuroblastoma and Mm -hmm. he died within a few years. And so every day on that day, everybody does Wade's army workout. So all the money goes to childhood, childhood, um, neuroblastoma research. So Mm -hmm. neuroblastoma is even more, less, less researched than regular cancer. And, you know, that's where I heard a lot about how little goes into it. And I think a lot of that has to do with money too. I hate to say it, but more money goes into, you know, other cancer medicines and, and, you know, things that are for adults, because that is going to have a little bit more of a profit. And, 
I, it's, for me, the healthcare, and maybe you are, of course, being a nurse, you're around <laughs> this stuff too. You know, you see the ugly right. sides of healthcare. Um, you know, I, I've been around a lot of pharma sales and hate those motherfuckers. I'm sorry if you're a pharma rep, but, you know, more than likely there. And if you are a good pharma rep, then you know what I'm talking about, because there's shitty pharma reps out there and, and who right. people just right. want. They just want you to write that script so they can make that money, you know? Um, Absolutely. So every November we do a workout. And this year, last year, we decided to change it because before it was a CrossFit workout. And we're not a CrossFit gym. But <laughs> right. because it started as a CrossFit workout, they kind of maintain it. So we we were like, you know what? Let's make it our own thing. Like they were totally cool with it. So we did a deadlift competition. Nice. And it was a small, you know, because that's what we're all about. We're all, you know, about the three big lists. And um, we have a very small gym, like. Your house right there is probably bigger than our gym. It's 750 <laughs> square feet. It's like a, it's like a, a small private, semi-private training center. So we we got you know we announced it. Um, people from our that gym vortex, the uh, the head guy Barrett, he's super cool. He told all his team like, hey, come down. Um, you know the the buy-in is ten dollars, and then you compete. He's like, you better bring more than ten dollars. Like he told them that. So they all showed up with like mm-hmm. twenty bucks, and it was um, I mean oh, yeah. we were so shocked. And I probably should have prepared a little bit more. I just didn't think anybody was going to even really, oh, it's going to be small, be our members, you know, whatever. And it ended up being like so many fucking people in our, and it's like probably passcode. Like you can't have that many people mm-hmm. <laughs> in the building, but we had it set up where it was deadlifting in front of each other. So we had one bar in oh, front and one yeah. bar in front. They did their body weight for reps, as many as you can do in one minute. Nice. It was, oh, I like that. It was cool. And so everybody was like, oh, yeah, let's go, let's go. And so it was cool because we tried to pin up people who were closer in weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we like called it. Head yeah, head. It, it was head, head to head. head. It was so much fun. I, and, uh, you know, I think we raised, I think that day we raised over $500, which I was like, so that's surprised. awesome. I know. I was so surprised. And I was like, this yeah. is amazing. But yeah, that was like one way we wanted to incorporate more of that kind of training and, you know, mm-hmm. powerlifting in the area. And, and I'm, I'm hopefully we'll be able to hold a meet soon in our area. We have some people that do USPA ones. And now USPA is kind of like making, I would say USPA is bigger here than USAPL now. Um, our meet director just holds a lot of meets now. I mean, he's really, yeah. and I told him, hey, listen, you want to pass that torch one day? This lady's here. He passed it on to mm-hmm. her. <laughs> but I don't think that's yeah. going to happen anytime soon. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's like be careful what you wish for because right. I was like, like yeah. I, I will lie awake at night thinking yeah. like I'm like the queen of overcommitment. Yeah. But it's like it's a labor of but it'll be good. It'll be good. Yeah. You know? But you know, yeah. I think I think you and I probably are very similar. I think a lot of women in who are ambitious, you know, they I feel like I live for the challenges like but you know, I maybe I take on too much at times, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But but I, I definitely am like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Like, Absolutely. you know, I just, I, especially something like this, you know, when you're doing a charity meet, you, you can give more, I feel, you know, like mm-hmm. you're willing to sacrifice more sleep or mm-hmm. more things. Cause Absolutely. you think of that. And that little girl is so adorable. Your, I mean, your cousin's daughter, I mean, the, even her gravesite that, I mean, I thought that was just so, I had never seen anything like that where it was a beautiful, beautiful. heart. I, yeah. had, I mean, just, it's just so adorable and she was so cute. And, um, I just think that that's going to be a great meet to start off with too. If that's, gonna, yeah. that's going to be your first one, right? The the first one was the Black Hills Classic we did in June with Squat to Depth. And then okay. this will be like that's my right. first as a meet director. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Uh, 
yeah. I, I do have one question for you. So when you started totally off topic, but when you started training and you saw your quads building, <laughs> were you like, this is amazing. Tell me like, cause your quads are like amazing. I mean, your whole physique is great, but your quads are like legit. It's so awesome. I have to say that's got to be some kind of genetic component because I've always had bigger legs. Okay. Like, I, you know, I, I, I feel so bad when females like ask me like, how do I get quads like yours? And honestly, I I've just always had big legs. So it's yeah. been easy to cultivate more mass on them. Right. 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 But, uh, I used to run cross country in high school. In fact, I should try to find for a throwback picture, a picture of me and an actual, what looks like your typical cross country runner, very small legs. We're sta- like right next to each other. And I look like a fucking linebacker next to her. <laughs> just like trucking along with my big old meat sticks. And that was like before I had even gotten under a barbell. So oh you can gosh. imagine how I was just like, oh my God, these are okay, getting so you bigger. you ran and- cross country? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. When you said I ran, I thought you sprinted. That, that would make more sense with your physique. But you ran cross country. I did cross country for two years in high school. Wow. Um, I got a scholarship to run uh, in in college. And I did indoor and outdoor track, cross country. And then I got knocked up with my daughter. So I stopped is, running cross country so track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to put this out there. For anybody who wants bigger legs, cross country is probably not the thing that's going to get Usually you Usually not. No. Usually not. I was actually, I mean, it's funny because when I was in high school, I hated my legs. So that's why I did cross country. I wanted oh, to try to get them to fit into a size zero. I'm like, right. I can do this if I run hard enough. Isn't that crazy? is how warped our minds get yes. how, how body image is such a huge deal now and like I'm so careful when I look at myself in the mirror in front of my daughter when I say things about my body in yeah. front of you know because I don't want her to have the self-esteem issues that I had and yeah. she's so conscious like just even looking at the nutrition labels and I'm like you know it's important to know what we're putting in our bodies like mm-hmm, that's true mm-hmm. but I'm like don't get so obsessed with that that you forget to be a kid because right. you're gonna get this childhood back you know yeah, yeah. and oh, in, my, totally. in my head I'm like or this metabolism fuck yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I watch my kids eat shit and I'm like but I just don't get it I wish I could have like one eighth of that you know but it's like I, I, know, I oh my know gosh it. if I, I have to like yeah. count my nuts I'm like you're you counting you ain't counting your nuts you know? I know like, and five for mom yes right. exactly, exactly. <laughs> she's like I'll take the rest but I agree with you on that it's like definitely it's both of my kids they you know one's really lean um, they're both lean, but one's like on the skinnier side. And I think she's, she has more of that mindset right now where she's like, Oh, everybody says I'm so skinny. Like I, I look like a paper thin, you know, and, and it's almost like conscious in the other way, you know, where right. Yeah. I can go, but yeah, absolutely. She, she feels too, too skinny. And I, I just, you know, so, you know, we try to encourage her to just be happy with what, you know, you have a great mm-hmm. body and don't let anybody tell you otherwise your body yep. is loved. You, you love your body for what it is. You know, and, and it'll change a lot. And that, that's a weird conversation, I think, to have, you know, with children. I never, I not prefer, even like periods, like I have to kind of get the whole oh, period thing. Go- so, really- so many, I don't know, maybe as a nurse, you might know this, but I feel like all my friends, my kids' friends are getting their periods at like 10. Yeah. I mean, it seems earlier and earlier. I don't know what it is. You know, some people say it's like, you know, what we're eating. I mean, I I knew girls when I was like in junior high that were, you know, pretty, pretty early bloomers. I was like freshman in high school. Me too. 
Yeah, I was a late bloomer and I felt like such a like immature, like, oh, everybody like, else is like, you know, I had a friend who was like, you with up. your sanitary napkins. You I think you're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like waiting for the day. Yeah, I totally, when I got my period, I totally thought that I, I woke up. And I got my period and I thought that I fell in my sleep because I used to fall off the bed. And I thought, I, did I fall off the bed last night and like hit my leg? And like, it's so stupid. And we're just being so out of it. Like, what the fuck? But yeah, my, my, my friends, I mean, my, my, my daughter's friends have like nine years old and yeah, you know, there's so many theories, you know, xenoestrogens in our bottles and or the type yeah. of foods, you know, you just don't know. But I, I definitely, you know, not to get off topic, but yeah, that's definitely a conversation that I've now I have to have three times. And my husband's like, I don't have to say anything. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> see, that's how that's how my husband is too. But he doesn't even like tackle the the little boy stuff. So my son one day was like, Mom, this itches, and we call things what they are. It's a penis. It's a vagina. Yeah. Like we don't like use the little we just don't do it because like heaven forbid something would happen to them i want them to be able to tell me like what hurts who touched you where yep. heaven forbid yep i like whatever. it whatever but um he goes my scrotum itches he's like can i scratch it and i'm like go ask your dad and then he says okay go ask your mom so i literally gave my son permission to scratch his own balls i'm like oh are you kidding you can't even tell your kid to just go to his back like his bedroom and scratch his balls like Yes, there's a time and a place for it. It's only weird when you make it weird, you yes, know. But of yeah. course, like we have this kid going back and forth. He just wants to say she's not. I <laughs> it's like, can I? Can I? Can I? Can I, can I do that? No, no. I'm just gonna put this out there. You taught him like the real word. You taught him scrotum. Like I would have thought. I thought it would have, you know, balls. Can I scratch yeah, my nuts? No. Scrotum, can I? Can yeah. I? Can I scratch? My scrotum. Because I, I thought, like, okay, well, if we get too, because he's three and a half, mind you. So if we get too into it, you know, of course, like, there's testes, scrotum, but I'm like, scrotum kind of just encompasses. Yeah, you know, you're a nurse. You're in the medical day. field. You're like, because I love it. So we'll just go with that for now. And then if he has more questions about what is, you know, then we can dissect a little bit further. Well, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I try to have that conversation with the kids, like, especially now when we talk about sex. And it's just one of those conversations. I'm like, where do I go? Where do I do I go this far? Do I not? You know, but I know. And it's like, wouldn't you just rather to hear it from you than somebody oh, yeah. else? So, yep. you know, oh yeah. And that's, that's where I'm at. So I tell yeah. them, I go, you know, your friends are going to tell you things that are, that are wrong. And trust mm -hmm. me, if you have questions about sex, kissing boys, penis, I, I would just put it out there almost like, <laughs> like a probably shock. I'm like penis or vaginas or penis in vaginas. Like, <laughs> One or the other, or both. Or both. You ask me. Don't ask your friends. They don't know anything. They don't. No, they don't even. Yeah, for sure. I know. It's like, man, this parenting thing is a trip. Like, yeah. So, how has that been for you, trying to balance that? Because I know that you work out at like late night, right? Isn't that what you? Yeah. So yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah, typically it's, it's, you know, work, you know, as a nurse, I'm lucky to have a day job um, yeah. where I don't have to do like 12 hour shifts. I do like, you know, it's, it's more or less like an eight to four, you oh, know, nice. eight to five, depending on. So it's nice. Yeah. And um, I, I just like to wait till they're in bed. Otherwise I kind of feel guilty leaving, you yeah, know, so totally tuck them in, give them a kiss and yeah. hit the road. That's exactly what yeah. I do. And I end up leaving between you know we have dinner and I usually leave right after dinner so mm -hmm. I tuck one in the youngest one and I tell the other ones they go to bed at eight the young one goes to bed at 7 30 so it works out great and then I head over and it, it is one of those things where I need to work on being more focused because I can just like yeah. dilly dally because part of it is my time too so I kind of like 
and it's my gym. So I'll clean up the gym at some point. So I'll reorganize things or, you know, right, right. Yeah, it's just things where I should probably just don't, you know, just focus on what you're supposed to be doing and then you could be out of there sooner. But yeah, sometimes I don't get out till like nine 30 by the time I get home, take a shower. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so hard. It, it definitely is. And then I'm back up at like five, like you're up at five, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty darn early with the birds, but yeah. It's like, I, I guess my biggest thing is like, I'm not always going to physically be able to, to meet these demands that yeah. I want to do. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can sleep when you're dead, right? Yeah. Like, Suck it and up. And sleep is important. Not trying to discount that either, yeah. but it's like, so is my training. And if I don't make time for it yep. at that time, then I have to sacrifice something else. So for me, it's like not really more of a balance, but like a lean, right? Yeah. Like what am I leaning towards right yeah. now? Like family time. And yeah. then I'm going to lean towards training yeah. and yeah. then, you know. Oh yeah, totally. Things just kind of get slapped off and that's okay because, you know, there'll be a time and a place for Netflix and chill. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's important to have that sort of conversation in your mind of what's important right now. You know, like, like you said, all right, I'm going to lean more towards this. Or if you're preparing for a meet, that might take more dedication or more Mm -hmm. focus. Um, Whereas like now I'm in my off season, which is even worse because I think I'm more like, could take more rest right. in between here and which I really right. shouldn't be because I have more exercises in my off season. <laughs> right. What are they like? Your totals built the off season. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and they're like, you need to put on some muscle. I'm like, eh, that's a lot of reps and sets. <laughs> Why do you right. have like failure sets? <laughs> I know. What is that about? Yeah. <laughs> well, before I let you go, I always like to ask our guests. What the hell is wrong with you people? <laughs> What the hell was I thinking? Where you think back to time early in your powerlifting career where, or not even powerlifting career, it could just be your fitness where you did something that you were like, what the fuck was I thinking doing that? Do you have any, do you have any story like that in your mind? Oh my gosh. I'm just thinking of like, um, the attire I wore for my first powerlifting meet. So, you know, like those Merrill, like glove shoes that are supposed to be like, you know, I used to run in those. I like, those will be great to squat in, deadlift, whatever. Oh my whatever. gosh. So like my first powerlifting me, I had on this Asics wrestling singlet because uh-huh. I was like, why? There weren't, okay. There weren't really so many big singlets in the, you know, back then, yep. not like it was forever ago, but like five years ago, there weren't as many companies and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, I just need a singlet. Like I'll get this Asics one. It's like, seriously down to like midway of my kneecap yes the asics because those are all wrestling ones and they're yeah. super freaking long yeah so i had that i had it was navy blue i had my like white deadlifting socks on and like these pink merrill running shoes <laughs> that just like i looked like the biggest dweeb when i look back at it now and i'm like oh my gosh where were my friends yeah. telling me that outfit was not cool but did you but, think you were I cool mean, right again, then I was like, oh. You probably thought you were hot shit, though. You are like, I look good. Straight on the platform yeah. my first time over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With your I but, I, you know, at least Merrells are good running shoes. They are. You know, and I was able to just rip my feet down on that platform yeah. for deadlifts. Squats, on the other hand, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't recommend. I mean, some yeah. people squat barefoot. I like a little heel myself. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. You know, I always laugh because white is always used, you know, for uh, for socks. But so many people bleed, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. which is white would not be the best choice if you like to bleed. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I yeah, never I scratch up my shins here. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I prefer now really short singlets because For sure. I, I always catch the bar 
mm-hmm. coming up. It catches on my sock and it caught, catches on my singlet. So now I, I hike it up so yep. it, it doesn't catch on anything and except my leg. And it's funny how in the beginning I wanted, oh, I don't want to show my butt or like all mm-hmm. my, you know, all my fatas coming out in the back. And, you know, now I'm like, fucking let that shit rip. Like, convert <laughs> into diaper. We're yes. doing this shit yes. right now. <laughs> right here. I'm like, these bitches who do ollie lifting, they got that shit like right up their ass. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so small. Yeah. Some of them, I'm like, dude, that is crazy. Those are like yeah. itty bitty. That's a diaper. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're wearing a diaper, girl. And, oh and I'm like, good on you yeah. because most of the time they're like, look amazing anyways they're just like you know tiny oh yeah i I mean i think it it's it's most yeah most of them got great bodies where if it tucks right there like the diaper then the thighs look really good the butt looks really good you know yeah that's so funny well well yeah this has been fantastic and i just i just wish you the best with with crush it for kids and um i saw that by the way that um anna did the the um logo for it right yes oh gosh i forgot to even drop her in there she was amazing she donated her talent and her time to this did not ask for a cent and i showed the logo oh my god i'm gonna cry Ah. i showed the logo to cameron's mom and she said kelsey that is absolutely perfect and the minute i saw it i'm like she's gonna love it because if you look at the logo um in the cancer ribbon there's a little girl blowing bubbles and it's cameron oh my goodness so So beautiful she oh my gosh i could not have i mean she it totally exceeded anything that i could have ever imagined and just the sweetest girl to do it yeah to just donate her time like that yeah. i just like bless those kind of people yeah. bless her i'm just like yeah. blown away by the generosity of people sometimes yeah so. and i think that's what it takes it takes that generosity to move things here and there you know and mm-hmm. I, I think she's an awesome individual and she struggled and came from so much that i think that you know she values that too giving back and giving back to other people i'm actually going to see her next week She's going to be coming to Nashville. Her, her mom lives in Nashville. So I'm going to be in Nashville for a, a Wim Hof. I'm fucking crazy, but doing a Wim Hof seminar. Do you know who Wim Hof is? No. So Wim Hof is this breathing guru. He's done all kind of shit. You just look him up. But oh, yeah. part of the seminar, it's it's to learn how to breathe in a certain way. Okay. They do an ice bath at the end. And you have to oh, do Lord. the breathing in ice bath. One, I hate ice water, anything cold. I'm from Hawaii. We like warm water. It's just mm-hmm. not my thing. So this is like the biggest challenge I've ever had to do. <laughs> but the n- nice side is I get to see her out in Nashville. But I, yeah, I saw that logo and I thought, oh my gosh, that is really beautiful. And I didn't even know she donated her time and all that. So that's that's oh, awesome. Just like everything that's right with this world, you yeah, know, just totally beautiful beautiful oh. sentiment and gesture i can't thank her enough it's yeah, wonderful well I'll, i'm dropping you in here on so um but this has been great and i wish you the best of luck in everything